In this week's show, I chat to ad industry veteran Alexis Beckett about the future of advertising in South Africa. Alexis has worked as a senior creative director at some of the country's biggest agencies and on ads that we will all recognize and has now decided to cut the strings and go freelance. This was our chat in a car on a very warm Cape Town afternoon. Welcome to the podcast Heroes of Futurism with me, Jonathan Cherry. This podcast is about the future and how to create it, what opportunities exist, what ideas are worth thinking about, and how you can begin to design the future that you want. Let's start right now. And it's episode number 10 of the podcast, and I'm very happy to welcome a special guest uh, on the podcast today, Alexis Beckett. Welcome to the um, Heroes of Futurism podcast. How's it, John? Um, nice to be here. Thanks. Uh, thank you for being here. We, we're actually recording in a car, so it's... Uh, it's very hot. <laughs> it's very warm. We found the most uh, summery day we could in Cape Town and decided to sit in a car for half an hour. So just help me, um, help me with your background, Alexis. You're uh, one of the legends of the advertising industry here in South Africa, but I think I'm going to botch it if I have to try and give you a uh, I think bio, it's, that's, so. that's very generous, John, but um, on a very basic and more objective level, I've been um, worked uh, for the last 20-odd years. I worked in uh, a number of uh, South Africa's probably um, best advertising agencies, and um, the last two, I've been on the other side working for myself, working kind of more of a more as a creative consultant on directly with brands and 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 yeah more informally so solving okay. problems that way so give me a sense of some of the, when you were working in um, traditional advertising agencies the 140 bbdo that was the last one right? yeah yeah um yeah um what kind of sense are you talking about, John? Like what what kind of campaigns, what brands are you working on? Jeez, oh, a lot of uh, yeah, FMCG, financial services, uh, yeah, um, a lot of alcohol brands, um, you name it, uh, automotive. Yeah, 20 years is a long time. So with like the benefit of working with uh, big agency networks is that you get a lot of exposure. Um, you get a lot of um, access to different brands and also to a lot of amazing people, a lot of great minds. Mm. And I mean, that's just, it's like, um, even though I'm on the other side of that now, I could never, you know, I could never do what I'm doing now without that experience. So it was invaluable. Yeah. And I met you when you were working with Porky Heifer. Yeah. Back geez, in the day. That's a long time ago. Um, that was low days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we worked low together days. at 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 Hans even before that. Yeah, yeah. So you've uh, you've worked with the greats. You are a great yourself. Um, Again, you're too generous there, but <laughs> Alexis is being incredibly modest. I, you know, I think you've uh, you even did some some work uh, with me at one stage where. I think just for fun, you won yourself yeah. a, a bronze lurie on on yeah. some throwaway work that that yeah. we did together. Yeah, yeah. So. I think I think what 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 agent what 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 big agencies allow for is to kind of stimulate the kind of practice of solving problems, and sometimes um, it's good and it's useful for 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 creative people to to step back and have a little bit of perspective from their normal clients, and then mm. you know just. Um, find other problems to solve and and that's yeah. why you find a lot of proactivity coming from 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 agencies because the sheer scale and size of the agencies yeah. allows for that and it's part of training it's part of stimulation it's part of inspiring and keeping your your studio um i guess like practice like a well well oiled machine mm. 
Um, and we had fun. And yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because I think um, advertising, um, specifically creative advertising, is one of the few industries where it is important to keep creatively fit. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, ad agencies uh, in the past, I'm not sure how much they do it still today, they were very good at picking up pro bono work for smaller clients where they could exercise their creative muscles in that way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's two sides to it, and it's like, like that's like also. Uh, um, you know, right for criticism too, because I think there's there's sometimes too much emphasis in that stuff. But the actual, and I think if you if you look at any good agencies, and I believe a lot of the bigger agencies are all really good. They're all in a high high level. Mm. Um, their 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 motivation is really to um, to be able to creatively solve problems and to to mm. showcase the, the the real strength of of looking at a, a solving a problem in a lateral way in an interesting way. Mm. I mean, I remember John Hunt. He used to say um, his thing was like um, fuck now I can't remember what it was now um, um, yeah it was um, unexpected relevance right. was 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 the what was how he kind of articulated an interesting way of of of, of presenting a solution for a problem yeah. it was like you'd never seen like, like it's totally relevant but I didn't expect to to see it from that angle yeah again um, another thing that comes up a lot and and that that. That's kind of an illustration of it, but but the perspective that I think proactive work gave us as well was was to be able to step back from 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 a problem at, and look at it from a different perspective, and 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 often that's when you you come up with the best solutions. Mm. Which is really interesting because I think industries outside of advertising are starting to find the value of that style of thinking. I think there's, um, you know, it's a well-worn phrase now, but design thinking is one of those techniques that people are, are looking at and saying, well, maybe this is a better way of doing corporate thinking. Uh, more so even systems thinking. So yeah. as you say, like looking at a problem from a different perspective is very much uh, ties into a systems thinking approach. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think you, you can call it you can call it systems thinking. You can call it design thinking. But I think it's 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 I think it's a uh, we're at a point where where a lot of brands and clients are are starting to really want to know the answers and they really want to get uh, creatives in earlier. Like I'm quite lucky, yeah. at, uh, fortunate at the moment. I'm working quite closely with a brand where um, we get involved like very early and like like even almost like at a product stage. So it's rather than okay, here's this fully formed product. Now let's go and market it. Let's strategize a way to mm. to take that to market. Let's get involved right early, like even earlier, and 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 work out what that product is. You know mm. what are the benefits are, and you can start influencing that from 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 an early stage. I think they can really add value. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I find really encouraging because it means that um, companies, as I guess, especially smaller startup companies, are seeing the value in bringing external perspective into the design product design arena and yeah, saying, yeah, listen, tell us what you think. Uh, bring your expertise into the mix here. Absolutely. But I think also it's less, that environment tends to be less about an individual's contribution and more of another voice and another perspective in the room. So you almost do need to park an ego. It's very different from um, an agency environment where uh, titles reign and experience counts for something. Here, yeah, it's more kind of like the questions that you you, you have, um, um, the the like ideas you want to provoke, yeah. um, have more value. 
So it, it tends to be more on that side rather than, hey, look who's here, look who's with us today. It's more yeah. you, full, you, you, you factor into the team, mm. you bring your own kind of skill set, mm. but, but those environments to, to a large extent, uh, extent seem to or feel a little bit more democratized. It's not the right word, but it's, it's in that space where... Yeah, more equal. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, so I'm curious to, to find out why did you leave traditional advertising? Is it because you yourself had decided that you wanted to progress in another way? Or do you think that there's something happening in advertising where I, I get a sense that a lot of the top talent is looking at other avenues of how they can progress their careers? Yeah, I think especially at, at like um, after a certain level, as I said, like uh, traditional advertising agencies are hugely, hugely valuable. And I think almost to a degree an indispensable training ground for, for young talent. As much as uh, creativity is about uh, an aptitude and a skill, um, it is also a practice. And, and agencies provide an amazing environment for that like it's it's like like we agencies and creative people in agencies work unreasonably hard and um um the structure of a traditional agency um is a way to harness this resource in in a way that i don't think you could do anywhere else it's mm. just the way it is and um you've got uh young hungry minds um just almost biting at the bit to 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 learn from their mentors, their peers, their clients, and their exposure. It's all novel. It's all exciting. Mm. Um, but yeah, to your point, at a certain point, you do need to. Um, I don't know. Um, it's not. I, I I feel that the traditional structures are quite hard to sustain. Um, they're they're huge. Even a medium sized agency, 50, 70 people. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of HR, you know. Mm. And um, it's a big payroll. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So those kinds of things started can they don't always, but they can take away from the actual focus of mm. what 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 you're there for. Mm. And um, that can become a bit stifling, and maybe you, you just get a, you become a little over it. But I think also um, just it, it's it's. Um, um, because of those those hefty structures, um, they're difficult to s sustain in terms of billings and mm. and 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 to justify the amount of people in a room at any point of time. Even though you know you, you can, but it's 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 been challenged, and it's it's the economy that's doing that also. As much mm. as just, I think also, um, it's you know I think the other thing is is clients these days they they're also you know anyone can write an ad, like it's not difficult what we do. Mm. It's just that we spend a lot more time and try a whole lot harder than other people do. Yeah. Um, but but there's this, there's a point of view that that anyone can do a possible piece of advertising. You can yeah. see that stuff out there. It's not that's not rocket science. The yeah. the real special stuff is when you really apply um, a lot of hard, solid, and um, experienced thinking. Um, and uh, again, we were talking about questions, asking a lot of questions, just provoking things from from interesting perspectives. That's when mm. that's when you really, really ap uh, approach a good solution. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. So, you know, what I'm taking from what you're saying is that there are so many interesting problems to solve. Yeah. It kind of feels a little bit of a waste to just be solving advertising-related problems. Yeah, it does. I mean, we were talking earlier before we were recording about um, 
the interesting phase of being in an agency, you kind of almost have a, a plot. You start as a junior, you end up, I mean, I, uh, my last role was as an ECD, which is amazing. And, and it's like a, almost got the full gamut of an experience. But, but for the first time in the last, uh, for me in the last, uh, last year and a half, year, two years or so, I almost don't really have a destination. And I think that's quite exciting. Mm. And it's, it's embracing that, that space of, yeah, as you say, um, there are advertising problems. There are really interesting uh, questions that 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 need some answers. But there 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 are a lot of a lot of industries. There are a lot of uh, spaces that can benefit from 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 um, from I guess the kind of experience that people from agencies have and yeah. and the questions they can bring to the table and and the perspective that they can bring to the table and. Uh, yeah, the, the the tricky thing about that is that there's the, the, they're not quite defined yet. So you've got to be open to it. You've got to keep mm. your ear to the ground, and you've got to remain curious. And you've got to, um, yeah, listen. And you've got to be prepared to kind of live with a bit of uncertainty, mm. and also plan for that as well. So, yeah, it's 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 an exciting time. Yeah, and I think um, I've never worked in formal advertising agencies. Although I'm I'm passionate about creativity and I'm passionate about innovation, and in some sense I kind of um, I look at advertising creativity as innovative thinking, um, and I think that's that's the beauty of people that have been trained in an advertising mm. um, in an advertising school yeah. is that they have the ability to think innovatively. And uh, more and more, I think the, the problems require innovative thinking. And I suppose that's what you're saying is that the scope now has just really exploded. Um, and there's just so many interesting areas of a brand that you can contribute towards, yeah, not yeah. just on the promotional side. It could be on product development or it could be on understanding uh, the, the client base better. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Again, that exposure, that, that background gives you um, at least... Um, a mid-level understanding of, of of the ins and outs of various different categories yeah. and how they solve problems and um, and and you know the approach of, of 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 solving a problem for a liquor brand versus a financial services yeah. uh, company they they're quite different and they can but 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 they can they can benefit from from yeah. each other yeah so and then going forward out of out of the actual advertising sector I think I think you can you can really I guess I don't know see what happens here. Mm. I mean, I, as I say, it's like it's more about having questions than answers. I don't know yeah. where it's going. <laughs> well, I think what's so interesting is that when I um, connected with you and asked you whether you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, what I really wanted to talk about was the future of advertising. Yeah. But um, it, what's pretty clear to me is that, you know, the, the advertising industry, I guess, around the world, but specifically in South Africa, mm. is going through massive transition. Yes. And the industry is starting to say, how are we still relevant? How do we still make a contribution? Mm. Um, and I think that potentially the industry is looking at themselves with a bit of doom and gloom and going like, ooh, you know, how do we still fit into this whole mix? But I get a sense from you that maybe that's the wrong question we should be asking. The, the real value is that the type of thinking mm. that works in advertising is actually hugely marketable these days. Uh, maybe not just within the narrow sliver of understanding of where it belongs. Yeah. It could belong now in a much broader spectrum that we're just not necessarily uh, admitting ourselves to. Exactly. And I think that opens up 
you know, the potential for various different models. Um, there's uh, the solo union uh, model, which is really, really interesting. It's like uh, Matthew Bull's thing with the, the heads without the overheads. Mm. So you've got that rigor, you've got that, uh, that the comfort of experience. Yeah. And, and, uh, um, but without the, without the commitment. Uh, yeah. They're not trying to replace, apparently, uh, not trying to replace traditional agencies. So that's mm. an interesting, an interesting, uh, uh, model, but there there will be many. There's there's smaller agencies. Um, um, former colleagues of mine have have um, their model is that they're an owner-run business who deals only with owner um, with owner clients. So mm. they deal they 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 um, almost their cr- criteria for for approaching businesses and working with businesses is if they have access to the owner. Okay. So that's an interesting model as well because in a bigger agency it becomes difficult as much as the intention is there to. It becomes very, very hard to to always sustain that from from both sides, from 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 an agency side or the client side. Yeah. And I think you know another part of um, being able to solve problems is having a relationship with with some with with with, with either the the client or or, or, or the brand with with a with a um, mm. with the the potential consumer. So that's another way of looking at it. But I mean, I think there's no one absolute answer. I think it's just. An interesting time to just try things and, mm. and, and yeah, and I like that point that you make about relationships because in my experience, being a brand manager on the client side, we always well not always the the one bugbear that we had is that when you were looking for a new agency, they would bring the big heavy hitters, you know, yeah. the executive creative director mm. along with the chairman of the board. Everyone would mm. be at that pitch. And you'd be so excited because you were going to get the best talent in South Africa yeah. who were going to work on your account. And then when it came down to actually working with the agency, yeah. you dealt with some junior who had just come out of AAA. And you were yeah, like... That might have been me at the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, yeah, just, yeah. you just kind of feel a little bit short-changed. And I guess yeah. that that is the model of advertising agencies. You know, the big guys can't work on every piece of business. You've got to scale it. Um, yeah, yeah. Because, as you say, the overheads are huge. Yeah. But with having a smaller agency, lower overheads, you know, you mm. don't have a fancy corner office anymore. Mm. The, the talent really can work directly with the problem. Um, and build a stronger relationship, um, yes. which, as we know, that's the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's like I mean, if you know, if I had a, 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 um, a buck for every time I've heard that that point of view, I mean, it's it's a common thing, and it's just unavoidable. You just can't do that if you yeah. operate on scale. I think another way of, of, of mitigating that is is is, is agencies who, who who tend to employ more senior people. So you can also you manage manage things like that as well. Mm. So there's, the, I, I think I think agencies, uh, you know, as much as I'm not not part of one anymore, I think they sometimes get a raw deal and a, um, and and I don't think it's fair. As I said earlier on, like uh, most of these guys on a certain level, they um, and certainly all the ones I've worked in. They they really like they are passionate about um, doing the right thing for mm. their clients. There's like, yeah. and 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 practicality sometimes gets in the way of, of maybe mm. the intent. Yeah, for sure. And I think that uh, you know that ties in with what we were talking about systems thinking. Is that the system of business uh, yeah. for advertising agencies just didn't necessarily work as well as what it should in mm. delivering the creative talent that I guess a client is paying for. Yes. Um, and there are better ways of doing that. And I think what's exciting now is that agencies are innovating that delivery system. 
um, there are better ways of doing it, and agencies yeah. are finding those ways. Yeah, they're listening to the yeah they're listening, and they 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 they're applying themselves to solving that problem. Yeah. But just also just on that, I, I I don't think it's just an agency thing. I think from a client side, it's similar. There are also mm. like lots of layers, lots of tiers that also kind of cloud things. So I don't think it's a one-sided thing. And as I say, like agencies often get get um, uh, get 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 um, unfairly kind of criticised for that because it's, it's it takes two to tango. You know, it's a for relationships sure. are, are are exactly that, and. Um, and from the inside of a of, of 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 like in my experience on 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 an agency side, I've often found that I didn't have the access I'd, I'd sometimes like to to the, to the decision makers on the other side. So yeah, so I think yeah. that systems thinking needs to kind of it's not just a creative thing. I think creativity is just one tool in the big kind of picture of building a brand or solving mm. a problem. I think yeah. you're gonna have like like. It, 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 you know, it's, there's a good brief. There's a good, you know, focus on, on, on what we actually need to achieve here. What does the creativity need to do? Mm. It's not there for its own sake. It's yeah. not. Uh, it's it's a tool. Yeah. No, hundred percent, and I agree with you because um, although I haven't worked in a traditional agency, I have done some work um, in an agency type format, my my own agency, and I also, you know, you get good clients and you get absolutely awful clients Um, and it is about nurturing that relationship and making sure that the channels of communication and transparency and clarity and Mm. trust and all of those kind of Mm. things are in place and that takes work it's it's uh, very hard work yeah 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 it's almost that you know that it's before my time but that whole uh, boys club era of advertising the 80s when when Mm. when guys would meet in the golf course and whatever and i guess some people maybe still do that but i've never been part of that club um it's there for a reason it's so you can make an important decision and you can get an answer you can you can you can move things forward and and i guess as as you know we you know as our our, you know structures became more and more complex as our deliverables became more and more intense and uh numerous it becomes harder to maintain that just by nature of what what, what's required if you just even look at it at a channel planning kind of comps planning thing you know it used to be is your TV ad, your radio ad, um, your radio campaign, and some press, and maybe a different strategy for 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 print. But I mean, with all the digital channels, I mean, whatever, this stuff, yeah. it's just nuts. So let me ask you a little bit of a, a curveball. I haven't prepped you on this, so it's uh-huh. going to be completely off the cuff. Um, if you are looking for inspiration, uh, because you're a creative mind, you're working in an innovation yeah. space. What what sources do you do you tap into? Websites, books, uh, channels. Is there anything that immediately comes to mind that you as a creator? yeah yeah? I mean, for me, it's more it's less formal stuff. More like movies. Movies are amazing for me because they have a beginning and an end, mm. and a story that gets you from from uh, from the two, uh, from the one to the other. Yeah, and 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 it, they're, they're super subjective. I. Um, I believe that creativity is a point of view. It's a subjective thing. I don't think there's an absolute answer for anything. And I love the idea of, of, of uh, an interpretation of, of a set of events or a story or a narrative. So movies for me are really, really big. They're really important and they're just fun. It's just, you yeah. know, it's like storytelling, I guess, comes down, comes down to that. Um, um, but yeah, obviously I do, do also look at the, like the traditional kind of, you know, colossal, Mm. All those kinds of resources, and I mean, but but yeah, I think the things that are outside of the formal 
you know, form, formal arena. I'm not much of a kind of ad ad literature reader. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously read campaign. I keep up to date with stuff and that um, ad week and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. um, for me, it's like the, the more interesting stuff is is is, is looking out of uh, outside of the industry. Music is a big one as well. It's also a kind yeah. of, you know, um, music. It's like a song. A pop song is like two minutes, man. It's yeah. like how do you how do you get there? How do you, you yeah. Know, so on that point, I was watching the Netflix documentary that's on at the moment. Abstract. About, uh, Abstract is another one. Yeah. But uh, specifically the Clive Davis uh, music documentary. If you oh, haven't okay. seen it, uh, have a look. So okay. Clive Davis, obviously one of the most renowned music producers yeah. uh, in the world. He kind of invented pop music. Um, and he's an accountant. He was a yeah. ch- he's a chartered accountant who took a job at CBS, became the head of um, uh, music at CBS, and proceeded to make money by signing some of the greatest artists of our time. Mm. And in the film, what's really interesting is he gives an example of uh, one of the most famous Whitney Houston songs, Mm. um, which I think was written by Dolly Parton. And he shows uh, the Dolly Parton version and then how they switched it up for Whitney Houston. Mm. Completely different song, Mm. just a slight variation on the way that it was produced. Mm -hmm. So someone came in with a subjective opinion a perspective and completely shifted that song mm. which became an absolute mega it's hit it's I Will Always Love You huh? yeah. yeah so I just found that story just so inspirational and it speaks to what you're talking about yeah. is that uh, creativity is subjective it's about someone's lens on the problem and how they would solve it which which really catches fire yes absolutely yeah okay um and other than that, what what are you excited about for in the future? I mean, for your own future, the future of the industry, where things are going. What what are you uh, optimistic about? Man, it's it's like I think it's just I think that the thing that's most interesting is that uh, I think I mentioned it earlier on is that I don't really have a clear path, hmm. and it's uh, again we were talking about it earlier, but the the questions are more interesting than having definite answers. So I don't know. Um, there, there, there are things like you know how do you how do you structure a, a work week? How do you um, how do you you know structure your your kind of uh, section of a day that you you um, you you work for a specific client? Or what what is work really? You know, is, mm. is work the thing you do to 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 uh, generate revenue? Is it just what you are? I don't know. It's yeah. uh, so that's a flaky answer if ever there was one, but but I don't really have an answer for you. <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah. that's cool, is that you're open to experimentation, you're opening yeah. to you're you're opening yourself up to explore the space. And I think that's a super powerful place to be in. Yeah, I think I think you've yeah, um you've got like I do look forward to kind of becoming a little bit more comfortable with the uncertainty and being like embracing, like wholeheartedly embracing this kind of flexibility and and um you know, like not quite knowing what's around the corner and also being kind of your own kind of keeper allows you to be able to pounce on mm. opportunities as they come. And it gives you this kind of flexibility that maybe you don't have when you formally um, committed. So I think that's really, really interesting. I think um, we look at, um, you know, um, working we, we we live and work in Cape Town in South Africa but I mean why why do we limit ourselves to just that Geogra- uh, geographical lines are just just that mm. you know but we're conditioned into thinking this is where you work this is where you should live I think you know certainly my wife has clients who who um, 
who are not in this country and works very, very, very happily and successfully with them. Um, for me, um, I've done projects overseas also, so that's a really cool thing to do. Mm. But um, without having to leave mm. where I am, I'm very happy living here. But there's this almost parochial attitude we've kind of inherited that I, you know, I, I like the idea of breaking this thing of, okay, this is a regimented format that, mm. that um, this is where you work, this is how you work, and, um, and that's it. Yeah. You know, security, the semblance of security, which is really not ever there, you know. Mm. And that's, that's like, uh, quite evident from the other side of things. So that's, that's, that's really exciting for me. Okay. Yeah, as they say, keep your expenses in rands and your income in dollars, and uh, you'll have a happy life. Well put. Okay, so we're burning up in the car, so I think we're going to end the podcast soon. If we want to get hold of you, Alexis Beckett, how do we do that? Um, you can email me at alexis at alexisbeckett.com and um, yeah I'm not going to give you my phone number that's for sure no but a <laughs> website do you put all your I've, fancy I, it's, stuff it's on one, it? it's one of the things I've been so bad at and I, I'm one of those guys who's never really had a proper portfolio in my entire career I okay. think I had one in my first job um, out of out of out of tech walking into a big intimidating agency with a flip file with yeah some 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 work oh. and someone saw something positive in that fortunately um, and then since then it's always been uh, kind of more kind of a an organic mm. the, the, the growth has been organic and I found myself you know last year kind of going like let's let's get everything together and you know um, life happened while I was making those plans so I haven't quite got that down so it's word of mouth and I think the people that have been lucky enough to work with you they will um share that joy with others so, yeah, yeah 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 i think that's the position you want to be in absolutely so. yeah, yeah yeah all right alexis thanks so much it was great having you on the podcast thank I you John. super insightful um yeah. we'll see you next time okay cheers bye thanks for listening to heroes of futurism if you enjoyed this podcast please consider subscribing and we'll see you next time cheers